Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, also known as the Other Merc with the Mouth. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. How do you handle security in your house? Is it something that you have actively thought about? Is it something that maybe you have thought about, but you haven't discussed with the other people that live in your house? I think I want to devote some time to this. This is a subject that is very important to me, one I take very seriously, as I'm sure you can probably guess. A lot of people think that you have to, you know, buy a gun. No, not necessarily. Dogs are usually very, very efficient. I mean, security is a package. It's not just one one uh, tool in the package. Guns are just a tool. Cameras are just a tool. A dog is just a tool. Your yard is a tool. Your door, your locks, those are tools. Now, how can you? What do you mean? How, how can you be a yard be a tool? Well, I'll get to that. So there's a, there, there's a couple different kinds of scenarios. The most common type of thing that you're trying to protect your home from is a burglar. Now, a lot of people have the have envisioned, you know, someone kicking their door in and, you know, a, a, a blazing gunfight ensuing beyond that. Well, that's not really what happens. That, 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 that's not the, the most common type of criminal that you're likely to encounter. Uh, the most common type of criminal that, criminal that you're likely to encounter at your home is a burglar. Now, burglars are very selective in their targets. I watched a National Geographic special or documentary a number of years ago about this very subject. And they had a reformed burglar. Now, this is a guy who'd been caught, been sent to prison a couple times, was out and was working with this crew to show the things that he looks for. And so one of the, the, the production manager or some, some higher up in the crew decided like, okay, let's use my house. Talk me through what are my, what are my security deficiencies? And he started, you know, from the street, he started pointing things out. Like, like for example, you, you see all those hedges around your porch? Well, those give you a lot of privacy. They also give people like me a lot of privacy as well. So we enjoy those things. So all of those trees that you like to that you like to grow, and I'm guilty of it as well. That privacy fence, all of that, can help a burglar. Then moving on up, the burglar starts looking for things like you know signals of an alarm because their whole purpose, their whole point, is to get in and get out undetected. They don't want to have to raise any alarms. They just want to be able to get in, get the stuff that they're going for, and get back out. And so they're looking for things that are going to to raise the the alert level, you know, alarms, dogs, and and you're thinking like, yeah, I got a big Rottweiler. You know, as to be honest with you, according to this burglar, the, the, the big dogs, the size of the dog is really irrelevant. In fact, the small dogs are worse because the small dogs are yippers. Yep, 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 yep. You know what I'm talking about? The little ankle biters. They're the ones. They're better than alarm systems. They really are because they let they they alert whoever's in the house that something's going on across the street, <laughs> not just inside the house. <laughs> so, 
they look for those things. And even if you, and even if you don't have a dog, get a dog, get, get a dog food bowl, put some dog food in it. Like, you know, play the part, put this in view of a window or a door or something. Cause everyone has a point in their house. Well, almost everyone has a point in their house that you can see inside. You know, even if it's just a little sliver of a crack, you know, in between a curtain and a window, there's still something that that can be gleaned. Well, figure out where those cracks are in your house and start putting things in those cracks to deter would-be burglars. Things like if if you know like in a little slit in the blinds from the outside, you can see a section next to the couch, put a dog food bowl down right by that. So the burglar can see it. So anyone can see it. It's going to be, trust me, it's going to be a bigger deterrent than a gun is. Guns are just a part of the overall package. That overall package also includes, again, like if you don't have a, a dog, fake it. You know, uh, fake, a, fake a security system if you don't have one. I would recommend getting one. Okay, I actually, I actually have a monitored security system in my house. I've had it for years. The cameras are a new touch. And those are not monitored by the security system. Those are monitored by me. So it's, I don't put all my eggs in one basket. And I have a big dog too. Y'all have heard her on this show. Penny the nerd dog. So these are all just bits of a package. You know, and like I said, you, you can fake the security system. Get yourself uh, an ADT or a Protection One or a Blink sticker and stick it on your windows. It's already kind of a deterrent. People are like, huh. There might be like something going on here that I can't see. Put the fake dog food down. Get a real dog if you can. Get a real security system if you can. Get real security cameras if you can. But even if you can't, fake the funk. Because the appearance of a soft target is like, how do I put this? You want to present yourself as a hard target. A hard target meaning one that a criminal is going to look at and be like, nah, not worth the effort. And move on to your neighbor. I hate to say it, but that's exactly what it is. You want them to look at your house and be like, nope, nope, not worth it. That's the goal. Now, what about what about if you don't have any of that? Or if you do have all that stuff and they're able to get inside anyway? Okay, maybe like a lot of people don't arm their security system. A lot of people put their dogs in cages. Or, or if you're just faking the funk, you don't even have those things. So what do you do uh, when you get inside? It's like, well, I've got all my stuff hidden. Okay. It's a thought. Guess what? People are people. And people like to hide things in the same spots. I got a couple examples. First off, the guy that uh, that I'm talking about, this burglar that was going with this National Geographic crew, uh, he's like, yep, these are the first places I go. This is where you got the valuables. There you got this, 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 this. Here's where I'm going to find the jewelry. Uh, here's where I'm going to find the electronics that are that are worth a damn. Here's where I'm going to find this and that. And for the most part, he was dead on. It's like, if I don't find it here, yep, yep, right there. That's a secondary spot. Th- these people know where you hide something. You're not special. You're not coming up with an all-new hiding spot. You may think you are, but you're not. Unless you're me. I'm pretty crafty. Nah, but even I don't. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really hide stuff. Because of that reason, 
You know, and and also by then, if you've gotten that far in, let's see, you you have a an alarm that's screaming down around you, you have a dog that's probably barking, and you have three armed adults in this house. So if you make it to the point in my house where where you're actually getting something, you know, you're doing pretty good. But anyway, so uh, let's see, that was the let's see the dog. Okay, so let's say they they make it in and they find all your stuff, uh, or they I mean they already know where all your stuff is. Okay. There's another art. There's another story I want to talk about. Now, this is from Guy Relford. Guy Relford is a Second Amendment attorney here in the great state of Indiana. Uh, he's, I don't know if I can say good friend. I'm probably not on good friend level, but we've shared bourbons and cigars and we, we exchange messages and, and conversations. He is my lawyer, or, well, he's my lawyer in a certain, certain capacity. I don't like having him on a retainer or anything. That'd be kind of cool. But he shared a story. Now, he does a lot of teaching. In addition to being a a Second Amendment attorney, he's actually a constitutional attorney. So he'll take up any constitutional case. You know, I mean, within reason, within, you know, whatever his scope, whatever his parameters are. But he does this... uh, uh, He does numerous... uh, He's an NRA instructor. He's got a book, um, Gun Cleaning safety for dummies or something like that. And he does essential of Indiana gun law classes. And he, he's, he is in, he's got his hands, he's got his fingers into a lot of pies here. Okay. He does a lot of stuff. He is a great, great fighter for constitutional rights here in Indiana. And he is, he's a local treasure, but anyway, so now that I have, you know, kissed his feet enough, (laughs) I want to share a story that that he that he shared one time, and I'm not going to give a whole lot of background context. But he was coming up, uh, but he was teaching a class on a range or something like that. This guy walked up to him. Guy had an obvious limp, um, you know, an obvious handicap going on with him, and he was like, "Hey, I just you know finally was able to you know." Then they struck up a conversation. I don't remember naturally how it occurred, but they struck up a conversation. And this guy was like, man, this is the first time, basically he was telling a story, this is the first time I've, I've been able to get to a range since I was shot. And of course, like, wow, that sucks, dude, you were shot? Yeah, well, here's the story. He got home early one day or came home for lunch one day or something. He came home at a time he wasn't supposed to come home or, you know, a time he didn't normally come home, I should say. And he noticed that his back door was, was ajar. And he's like, oh, crap, I've been broken into. And so he went inside, and he's like, well, let me go and figure out what the damages are. And he was faced by the intruder. And he said, like, the second thing he noticed was that the intruder had his three fifty seven Magnum pointed at him, three fifty seven Magnum revolver pointed at him. And I know I don't remember if he was shot from the front and went down or if he turned to run and it was shot in the back. But I do remember he ended up on his stomach and the guy walked, walked past him or walked up to him, uttered the words, I'm sorry, and shot him twice in the back. That guy knew exactly where his gun was. You know, you have all these people that, that think they're being safe gun owners. You're like, well, I've got mine. It's up on top of my cabinet or uh, up on top of my dresser in the bedroom. Or it's in between a mattress. It's in between the mattresses of the bed. Or it's in a uh, the, the, the end table. 
It's in the drawer by the end table. Do you really think you're the first person to think of stashing guns there? No. These people know exactly where to go to get the electronics. They know where to go to get the jewelry. They know where to go to get the guns. So, we've covered security system, cameras, dogs. Now we're going to cover guns. Don't just think because you have a gun and you have it loaded and it's sitting on your nightstand that you're ready. There's a lot more to it than that. First off, do you even know how to operate the damn thing? Do you know how to um, how to make ready and fire? Do you know how to make safe? Do you know how to clear it in the dark? Do you know how to reload it without thinking, but just by feel alone? Have you even practiced that on a range? Have you taken a, a, a class? You know, like, for example, the, the Essentials of Indiana Gun Law by Guy Relford. Hey, maybe I can get him to sponsor the show. That'd be cool. There's a lot more to it. Guns are probably one of the, the lower things. They're, they're an important tool, but they're not the most important tool. Guns don't even make up probably 20% of my home defense plan. And then, speaking of plans... What plan do you have if, like, in, let's see, this was just, hang on, if I get this article to load, posted yesterday, November 30th. This is on the southwest side of Indianapolis, where I live. According to police, three suspects kicked down door, shoot man and dog in southwest side home invasion. Well, that's not a burglar, obviously. Everything I've discussed so far has led to the burglar conversation. And deterrent, an ounce of deterrent with a burglar is worth a pound, or excuse me, an ounce of prevention? How's that go? An ounce of this is worth more than a pound of the, the fix. Something like that. You get what I'm saying? You can easily deter a burglar. Now, home invasions are something completely different. People that are parts of home invasions, they're usually targeted. Home security systems might not make much of a difference, especially considering that most home invasions happen during the day. Well, this one happened at 1220 a.m., but most of them happen during the day. Even if you have a security system, very few people have them armed during the day. I'm, in fact, I'm the only person I'm aware of that does. Well, it does that with any frequency. You know, I'm... I'm starting, this is taking a little bit longer than I intended it to. So I think I'm going to break this up. I think this is just going to be part one. How do you deter a burglar? And then maybe I'll do part two. What do you do during a home invasion? Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. Scientists confirm entirely new species of gelatinous blob from the deep, dark sea. I don't know what to make of that. That doesn't, that's exceptional writing. Bravo, bravo. So, um, yeah, I, you can't make this stuff up. It looks like a sperm. It really does. It's a satinophore, C-T-E-N-O-P-H-O-R-E, and it looks like something that I have actively engaged in the mass slaughtering of. So, I, yeah, yeah. congratulations. Actor slash bodybuilder David Prowse 
probably best known for his iconic portrayal of the Dark Lord Darth Vader in the original trilogy, died at the age of 85 following a short illness, according to his management company, Bowington Management. They wrote on Twitter, it is with great regret and heart-wrenching sadness for us and millions of fans around the world to announce that our client, Dave Prowse, has passed away at the age of 85. Now, Dave Prowse was obviously the man under the suit. He didn't do the voice. That was James Earl Jones. But Dave Prowse was the man under the suit. And part of the reason why that first lightsaber battle that you saw at the end of A New Hope kind of sucked was because he couldn't move in that thing. The later modifications to the costume uh, allowed for him to do some more movements, and that's why the later lightsaber battles were better. But he couldn't move in it. So just a little bit of uh, random Star Wars trivia. Uh, actor Mark Hamill, who obviously played Luke Skywalker, was among the first to take to Twitter to honor his late co-star. So sad to hear David Prowse has passed. He was a kind man and much more, and much more than Darth Vader. Actor, husband, father, member of the Order of the British Empire, three-time weightlifting champion, and safety icon on the Green Cross Codemen. Code man, excuse me. He loved his fans as much as they loved him. Now, Prowse was was asked by George Lucas to audition for the roles of Darth Vader and Chewbacca after Lucas saw him in A Clockwork Orange, but he told BBC News in an interview, he chose Vader because, and I quote, you always remember the bad guys, end quote. Well, Mr. Prowse, let me give you an official Nerdy Merc salute. You have entertained me for my entire life, and I thank you. May you rest in peace. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. Once again, we have reached the end of the show. I am the other Merc with a mouth. You can reach me at 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373, or go find me at www.nerdymerc.com. Email jeff at nerdymerc.com, or you can find me at The Nerdy Merc on Facebook and YouTube and all the podcasting sites, at Nerdy Merc on Parlor and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. If you can't tell, I like the brand. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, Do all the things, but make sure you tell your friends. You have a great day. Nerdy Merc, out.